Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to The Breakdown, everybody. This is Aaron Barker, broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep behind enemy lines, rainy enemy lines, to be honest with you. Asking the questions that get you kicked out of Bible study and sent to therapy. Thank you all so very much for the opportunity to be in your vehicle, office, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse, wherever it is you may be listening to the program today. And I would like to welcome on and, and thank uh, uh, a new affiliate here, of course. Mojo 50 has picked up the breakdown. We're broadcast on Sundays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, iHeartRadio, as a matter of fact, 24-7 radio station. Very, very humbled that I was uh, welcomed into the family. Very grateful as well. So today is the first broadcast for that show on mojo50.com and also you can find us on iHeart as well. And I, I feel like I can say us. I mean, I, I got a proper um, introduction the other day to everybody and everybody's very gracious, very kind. So I want to extend a heartwarm thank you for allowing me and my crazy conservative libertarian Christian views to be expressed right here on the airwaves. It's very comforting to know that other people out there think the same way that you do about a lot of things. You know, And you never want to come across those folks, though, that think the exact same way that you do. You can have agreement. You can resonate on all kinds of different levels. Uh, but the, the main thing is you agree on the principles of liberty, the principles of what makes this country great and what makes our experience in this country fantastic. But you don't have to agree on every small, minute detail or, or even 100% of the time. I find some of my closest friends I disagree with a lot. But it, but it sharpens us, just like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So it sharpens us. So, so thank you so much for, for the welcome over there on mojo50.com. And very excited about what's going, what will happen with this relationship as we move forward. Because honestly, we're all about liberty. Every one of us should in the core of our being search for liberty and freedom, which we know genuinely only comes through Jesus Christ. So I may have given away my hand a little too early there on what I will be talking about. But listen, uh, if you want to follow the breakdown, you can do so by going to 
dailybarkernews.com. That's the website where I post up all my musings. Articles of interest to moi. And you're more than welcome to come along on the ride. Also, you can join me on all of the socials that I can think of, really. I'm on, uh, of course, Facebook for now, Twitter Twitter for now. I'm on Parler, MeWe, Gab, Wimkin. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure exactly what a Wimkin is, but I'm on there. But you can follow me on all of those different platforms. And you can also email me if you have a uh, question, comment about the show. If you have something you'd like me to cover, uh, just send me an email at breakdradio at protonmail.com. And uh, the, the handle is essentially all the same on all those socials as well, at Break D Radio. And especially email me or reach out to me if you are a South African prince looking to divest your inheritance of billions of dollars to a random, white, overweight, middle-aged man in America. That would be fantastic. So just hit me up, breakdradio at protonmail.com. All right, folks, a lot of things uh, to discuss today. And uh, since it is the start of the week, we got to get it started off on the right foot, right? So uh, we're, we're going to talk. <laughs> oh, boy. So I just, just going to talk a few minutes here about the... Equality Act uh, that that passed uh, recently here, and I, I'm I'm not necessarily shocked here. I'm not necessarily shocked about a lot of things nowadays, but I'm not necessarily shocked here because uh, when you when you have this Equality Act, this is one of those things that they've been trying to push for quite some time. Now, of course, we go all the way back to the the civil rights movement. The last time when people were really legitimately fighting for freedoms and fighting for their rights was during the civil rights movement. Okay? That that was that was the 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 pinnacle, the point at which we reached as a, as the United States of America when Martin Luther King penned the letter, uh, where do we go from here? Or I'm sorry, why we can't wait. It had been 100 years uh, since they had been uh, emancipated, this was in 1963, since they had been emancipated by Abraham Lincoln, uh, speaking of the black man and the black woman in America, that they had been emancipated and nothing had happened. There had been no real movement for them, no real freedom, no real recognition that there was actually a difference between the way that black Americans are being treated and the way that white Americans are being treated and the way they treated others. You, you had white water fountains. You had white-only restrooms. You had white-only restaurants. Uh, the, of course, we all know about Rosa Parks and her, uh, her stand against tyranny where she refused to get up and walk to the back of the bus. We know of the folks that did sit-ins where they organized sit-ins in restaurants where they sat at the uh, bar at the counter to ask to be served, and the the folks refused to serve them. The, the owners and the workers of the establishments refused to serve people because of the color of their skin, and they were beaten. They were drugged out of these uh, these different uh, restaurants and beaten, folks. So Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, reluctantly took the mantle as a Baptist minister to in Montgomery to take on the responsibility as the, the leader of this group and direct them. And he did it in a peaceful way. He did it in a, in, in a way that desired to glorify God. You know, we, we could talk about the theological differences and some, and some other issues that we have with Dr. King. No man is perfect, of course, but he is the one who took up the mantle and who brought the philosophy of a nonviolent, peaceful resistance. 
Now, I, I, I say all this as, as kind of as by way of reminder to remind us where we were as a country in the lifetimes of our parents, in the lifetimes of our grandparents, just a generation before us. There were people who were alive and watching and listening. Some were active, some were passive during that time. So you fast forward to now, we've got these different uh, domestic terrorist organizations such as Black Lives Matter who are attempting to destroy everything that this country is built upon. They are attempting to bring in a Marxist ideology. They are attempting to bring in a lesbian occultic approach to freedom or towards their attempted march for freedom, whatever they want to call it, whatever guise they want to call it. And now saying that we are still the same country that we were 60 years ago. We, we, we're not. We're just not. We're different. We're different. We have progressed in a positive way. We have evolved societally in a completely different direction. And the frustrating thing, I think, about all of this stuff, if I can digress for just a moment, is we, we, we see what the, the black experience was in this country. And we see what they fought for and died for, literally died for, you know, 60, 65 years ago, 70 years ago, 80 years ago. We see what they fought for. We see what they did. And now when we bring all of the, the modern day civil rights to America in the 2000s, we see people fighting for the right of men to dress like women so they can participate in women's sports. We see, a, we, we see the, the push for a man to get into a ring with another with, with a woman, not another woman, but with a woman so that he can beat her so bad that he cracks her skull and sends her to the hospital all under the guise of saying that he is free to choose his gender and free to choose what he is. Now, you compare that to what black Americans went through. That's not even the same thing. That's not that there, there's no comparison between the two. So these equality acts or the equality act that is attempted to be passed here or that is passing and they're trying to push through our government is an insult to the American experience. It is an insult to the black American experience. It is an insult to the civil rights movement. And it is an insult to everything that we are trying to do to maintain a semblance of equality here in the United States of America. Because this is not about equality. As much as people want to say, oh, oh, oh we're, we're all equal. We're all the same. We're, we're not. We're not the same. And we could go through the biological explanations here. We can go through these fascinating scientific conjectures that people want to put out. You know, people, scientists, uh, scientists who have studied for decades about this, intelligent people with, with huge pedigrees like Demi Lovato, who tells us that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man and that gender reveal parties are a detriment to the psyche of children. 
because the children didn't have a choice in who they were. They didn't have a choice. They couldn't decide what gender they were. Of course they can't decide what gender they are. Gender is not even a word. It doesn't even exist. It's, it's just a, no, it, it does exist. I'm sorry, I'm not Oreo. I, I can't existentially claim that something does or does not exist by a tweet. The word gender is all about the way you feel about your biological sex. It has nothing to do with science. It has everything to do with feeling. I feel like I'm a girl. Or I feel like I'm a dude. You can't feel different and make yourself different based on your feelings. You can't change your DNA. You can't change your chromosomes. But, but, But besides all of that, even beyond all of that, it's not just about the science. And, and, and I know that I'm going to get excoriated for that because in this, right now in our world, we've evolved so much. We understand where we came from. We understand our origins. We understand exactly what and how and why we are here. And it has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with the Bible. It has nothing to do with God. It has all to do with us. That's the mindset. But it's not about the science. And we can argue the biological differences. We can argue the the obvious anatomical differences. We can argue on a genetic level the differences. But that's not what this comes down to. Secularism, people who deny the existence of God, people who deny that we are infused with value because we are created in the image of God, people who deny that there is no difference between who we are and what an animal is or between genders because they make up words like gender to define things, They always appeal to science because science is supposed to be that which is completely objective. But it's it's not. Science is not objective. Science is an interpretation of evidence and an interpretation of facts. That's all it is. So when I say this is not all about the science, I mean 100%. It's not all about the science. You can study, you can have studies and you can prove that there are 5,000 billion hundred different genders. Okay, I, I, I can agree with you on that. I, I will agree that science says that there are multiple genders. I'll agree that science says that there are innumerable amount of genders. Because there are innumerable amount of feelings about a way a person perceives who they are. I know and, 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 and the scientific evidence that they purport to show us is chock full of interpretations based on their worldview and what they want. And that's exactly. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How they want you to perceive everything that they are doing. This is where we are right now as a country, staring in the face, science, supposed science, and staring at the inability for Christians to make any movement on what we say or what we think or what we believe in this regard. Because we are the ones, right? We are the ones who are considered crazy. We're the ones who are considered anti-science. We're the ones who are considered nuts simply because we believe in a literal creation, simply because we understand and and, and read the Bible and interpret our lives based on what the Word of God says. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about this and other things. So keep it locked in right here on The Breakdown. Trying to build your own website can be a frustrating task, but you can't have a company, church, nonprofit, or business without a web presence. That's where SiteFX comes in. SiteFX provides complete website creation from a simple blog style to template-based sites. SiteFX can even give you absolute customization services, bringing your vision to digital life. Even if you already have a website, there's always room for growth. SiteFX has 15 years of experience staying in tune with the current web trends, add-ons, designs, and coding updates. SiteFX even offers comprehensive social media management to assist with your difficult schedule. Don't spend another valuable minute worrying about your web presence. Let SiteFX help you take your business to the next level. Visit them on the web at SiteFX.org. That's S-I-T-E-F-X.org. Or call 859-905-0016. That's 859-905-0016. SiteFX, your life with an electronic edge. Welcome back to The Breakdown, everybody, right here on Mojo50.com. So very excited uh, to, again, be a part of this a new family here. You can check out Mojo50 uh, by going to iHeartRadio and listening 24-7 to all the other fantastic programs. I was on a show the other night. Um, as a matter of fact, just as, as a welcome to the, to the network, 
Uh, it was uh, Dominic Izzo's show, The Rants of Izzo, which uh, the daily, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Mojo Five though. And, uh, and I hope I don't offend any of my other new friends uh, here on the network because uh, that's one of the shows I, I connected with because we were, you know, he reached out to me about being on the show and I was on there Thursday evening and we had a great conversation and uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, being with him. And I would strongly suggest that show to listen to Monday through Friday on Mojo50.com. You know, the, this the the elimination of sexes is where we're headed right now, folks. It it, it is it is not so much uh, again about the science. This is just an absolute elimination of the way God has created things and the motion that He has set things in order from the very beginning. So so do not be deceived thinking that this is genuine science. There is a spiritual as, uh, aspect that goes behind all of this, and that spiritual aspect is the fact that from the beginning, God created man and woman, male and female. Boom, simple. That's it. That, they're two sexes. That doesn't matter what science attempts to say. Can there be differences in understanding in the way uh, because of the fall, because of the curse on the world after Adam and Eve sinned, all of the things that are just completely jacked up? I mean, there. yes, we, we look at things and we're like, well, well, that's not the way a person's supposed to be, but obviously they were born with some kind of defect of some sort. Uh, it, it could be a physical defect. It could be a, a mental defect. It could be anything that causes that person to be less than what is considered perfect. But we're all born like that. You know, there in, in theology, it's this thing called the noetic effect of the fall. N O E T I C. I feel like an old man. The noetic. N O E T C. We have to spell everything out there, buddy. The, my dad always used to do that. Uh, yes, I'm saying my dad is old because he still does. But the noetic effects of the fall. So when Adam partook of whatever the fruit was that Satan deceived Eve with, we all in Adam fell because Adam and Eve were our perfect representatives. They were the ones who were that God had chosen to represent us. And when he did that and they sinned against him, everybody, all of his progeny fell in him. That's why we're all impacted by this. We're not responsible for Adam and Eve's sin, but unfortunately we're caught in the consequences of that because they were expelled from the garden. And now when we're born, we work by the sweat of our brow. We're not going to have the perfection that was once guaranteed to them because now we're dying. The, from the moment that we're born, our cells are, are dying and we're moving towards a point of death. All, and and I, I'm trying to stay as positive as I can here. But everybody is impacted by this. So now we see people that, are, that have some type of physiological or mental or physical defect. That is a reminder to us that Christ is redeeming the world and will at some point in the future redeem it. And that also lets us understand that everybody is impacted. Everybody has mental illness to some extent. The question is just how bad is all of our mental illness that we have? And it gives us a tremendous amount of grace as well. Because now we can, we can view people through the lens of Scripture knowing that this is not the way it was supposed to be. It's not the way it's always going to be. This is just the way that, that we are living, the, the, the world in which we live now until it is fully redeemed in Christ. And this, and again, 
the, the whole reason I bring that up is simply because from the moment that God put Adam and Eve in the garden, Satan has been trying to destroy man. He's coming after the Eves, he's coming after the Adams, he's coming after the bloodline, and he's trying to destroy them. That's why in Genesis chapter 6, Satan polluted the bloodline with uh, the sons of God and the daughters of men. That's why he tried to build the one world government in Genesis chapter 11. That is why he tried to destroy all of the Hebrew uh, children in uh, uh, in Egypt when the, the children of Israel were in captivity for over 400 years. That's why he used Herod to destroy all the children of two, uh, two years of age and under to try to kill Christ when he was born. This is an attack against the creation of God. That, that's why Satan is trying to bring all of this together. He's trying to merge the sexes, trying to bring it all into one And that one, that vision that he has is the vision that he wants and he's attempting to, uh, he's attempting to take away from God. And we know it's not going to happen. Now people are like, well, that's crazy. That's not science. Well, again, the answer is not always in science. The answer is not always an easy empirical thing. The answer is interpreting the world based on the word of God and what it says. And that, that, that's the reason they use science as a weapon against Christianity. They try to say, well, Christianity is antiquated. It's outdated. But it's not antiquated. It's not outdated. It's very apropos specifically for the circumstances in which we find ourselves today. Right now, the world in which we live in is why the Bible is so relevant because we can make a differentiation. When somebody says, oh, well, you could be a Zizai Zimzerzix, Whatever you want to be. You could be a male. You could be a female. You could be a a combination of the two. We don't want any of those cisgendered people because they were told what their gender was. And all we have to do is just pick up the word of God and say, wait just a second. The Bible says that God created created man male and female in his image, in his likeness. And we know that that is the answer to all these crazy science questions. Because this, the Bible infuses dignity in the man. It infuses dignity within the woman. It infuses dignity to everyone that it, that it talks about, everyone that it teaches, everybody, everything underneath the word of God is interpreted and shown. And all of the confusion begins to dissipate. All of the confusion begins to roll away simply because we have the word that was written by the creator and explains to us exactly what's going on in society today. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Equality Act. We're also going to go into why this is a little trendy when it comes to people choosing their genders a little later in the program and some odd goings on with Merrick Garland and such. So keep it locked in right here on Mojo 5.0. This is The Breakdown. Ask the questions that get you kicked out of Bible studies and sent to therapy. You're listening to The Breakdown. 
thinking of like the new wraparound wing girder. Did you? Did you? Did? Can you imagine the uh, the commercial for it though? Moses is wearing it. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Defenders live weekdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. Mojo Five O. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default. Stop any wage garnishments. Stop collection calls and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812. That's 800-978-4812. What would it take for you to go to mojo50solar.com? Mojo50solar.com is the place where you can find out just how much it will cost you to have a solar system installed at your house and how much you could save. Mojo50solar.com. Welcome back to The Breakdown, everybody. You know, this um, this whole process that we see of the, the attempting to change the very structure and the fabric, not just of our nation. I think We need to capture that point at least. They're trying to change the very fabric of not just the United States of America. They're trying to change the fabric of reality around the entire world. Uh, the, the most recent stimulus package, not, not the one that was passed, you know, the $1.9 trillion one that was passed uh, this past weekend, uh, but the, the, the one that was out uh, just a couple months ago when Trump was still in office. Uh, we, we, sent, we sent untold amounts of money to places around the world. And then, how, I can't remember the exact amount, uh, but it was millions over to uh, uh, Iran, I believe it was. So they can study gender in Iran? I mean, this is headed over to a place that has historically been extremely demeaning and extremely disrespectful towards women. And, and, and we're paying them to, to do this. We're, we're paying them so that they can train their people to be completely deceived by the lie. So we're, 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 they're attempting to change the fabric of reality here, ladies and gentlemen, not just the U.S. So the, the, the picture is grander. It's much greater 
than we can imagine. So we have to stop me. I'm all about supporting America. I love this this country. I love being an American. I'm so- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So grateful that I was born here. Be grateful to God. But we are not just out to make America's life better. Our desire should be to spread the gospel to as many people as we can around the entire world so that they can also come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and be redeemed from the trajectory they're headed right now. If, if, if we wouldn't have any of this legislation passed, if there were nothing that, that, was, that was remotely affecting their lives now, there's still a greater, bigger problem. It's not just that someone has issues or confusions about their gender. It's not just that someone or feelings, again, see, that, that word gender just pops up. Uh, it, it's not just about people being confused about their sexuality. There's a greater problem, and that greater problem is sin. That's what's causing us, the noetic effects of the fall. That's what's causing us to think wrongly because of the way that Adam and Eve were the representatives And because we all fell in them, we're now born as sinners. Our heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all ways. Who can know it? That's what the Bible tells us. Our, Our ability to think clearly, our ability to use logic, our ability to interpret evidence without having a bias, our ability to communicate with others, to love others, to help others, to to be a, a proper husband or a proper wife or to uh, listen to our parents the way that we're supposed to, all of that is affected. And the answer is being given, well, you know, you have all these problems because you have the, these issues because your mommy was bad to you and now you don't know if you're a boy or a girl. The problem is society told you and chose for you that you would be the gender you are now. And they didn't even give you a choice. And gender reveal parties are so demeaning. They're going to the wrong foundations to try to interpret problems. It's sin. Uh, that, That might be a back alley backwoods way of thinking, but it's not. You can hit me up at breakdradio at protonmail.com if you would like to. And you can also hit me up on all the socials at Break D Radio. That's uh, Parlor Me, We Gab, etc. You can also hear the show and the podcast. Uh, if you simply go to mojo50.com, click on the shows there and uh, get to the description of my program as well. And you'll be able to hear uh, past shows, future shows. You can't hear future shows without it being in the future. 
But you'll be able to hear all the shows, subscribe to the podcast, and let them know how much you love the program if you do. If you don't, yeah, still let them know. I think that'd be funny. You know, once we once we get this grand think of, of going on, where we understand it's not just about the United States of America, then we can start getting to questions and delving deeper into why people are doing things. It just so happens that in the U.S., these things are more prevalent because freedom that we have and the liberty that we're afforded here seems to give people uh, a carte blanche or makes them feel like they have a carte blanche to just do whatever they want, to say whatever they want, to think whatever they want, to hurt whomever they desire emotionally. Uh, but it's stories like this out of California where I'm sure people around the world are going, what are you doing over there in America? What are you doing? You crazy people in America. What are you doing? California judge names a homosexual thruple as legal parents of two children. That, that's right. Three men are now listed as legal parents of two children who were born to surrogate mothers using donor eggs. That's right. Three men, three men engaging in unnatural sex, engaging in sodomy, engaging in those acts which we are told in Scripture are an abomination, are repulsive, acts which show us that our mental illness is severe, has now been awarded the custody of two children. They're awarded the three men who call themselves a thruple. Now, why is it that they can be legally called a thruple? They can live together uh, uh, in in this filthy relationship and be called a thruple, be told that they can now parent or, or, or attempt to raise a child. How can they be called that? But they're not allowed to be married. You're not allowed to be married to multiple people. Not, not that I want to be married to multiple people, but th- this is where it's headed, folks, because now the, the next step is going to be, well, they're a thruple. They're, their parents are considered fathers, so we might as well just let everybody else do the same thing, and we might as well just make it legal because what happens if one of the thruple are in the hospital and they can't be visited by the other two of the thruple? Then it becomes the twosome. What happens? They need to be vi- It's just a hospital visit. So then they're going to be awarded the hospital visits and they're going to be awarded the civil unions and they're going to be awarded the marriages. And pretty soon we're going to have polygamous marriages within homosexuality. Two children who belong to the homosexual male thruple are half siblings. One of the legal guardians, Ian Jenkins, has written about the thruple's unorthodox relationship in the book, Three Dads and a Baby. Last week, the three men appeared on the morning show in Australia to talk about their arrangement and how they received the ruling in their favor. Uh, We weren't sure that we could have all three of us on the birth certificate, so it became a court process, said Alan Mayfield, one of the fathers. It was a pretty interesting, tense courtroom scene where at first it seemed we were not going to be granted that. And we asked to speak in court and plead our viewpoint, and the judge ultimately changed her mind and granted us legal parentage for our child before she was born. Ladies and gentlemen, these children are victims and our court system victimizes them. Our culture victimizes them. Our culture says this is okay. Our culture has no way to say that this is wrong because they've allowed everything else. 
They've allowed all of these. Now, now, where is Demi Lovato sticking up for these children? How can you choose who their parents are? They don't even have a choice before they're born. Oh, my gosh. How can you do that? Oh, my gosh. Where is Demi Lovato standing up for these children? She won't stand up for the children because she doesn't care about the children. She cares that you think she cares about the children. That's liberalism for you. Not only that, and I don't want to belabor this point, it just seems to be the theme that, that's happening now because you notice, it, it, I, I noticed several years ago, and I'm sure a lot of people do, a lot more astute folks than I do, notice this kind of stuff, is that there has been this, there's been this increase in people that are, that call themselves gay call themselves lesbian, bisexual, transgender. There has been a massive increase in this. And, you know, one of those ways that you can tell that it's going to increase in society is by what they put on television. Uh, There's a certain television show I watch, and on this show, it's a dystopian future where, you know, pretty much the majority of humanity has been wiped out, which is a an Illuminati elitist theme and a desire that they have to eliminate 80% of the population. And it's interesting that what eliminated so many people on this television show was an illness of some sort, some type of fever, something that killed them. It was a, I would say 80 to 90%. Like Georgia Guidestone numbers, Ted Turner numbers, Bill Gates numbers, destruction. And, and, and in this show, as a dystopian show, there you have people that are just living in the world with zero law, no desire to make anything better, no desire to make anything great, no desire to restore order whatsoever. And then you have the other folks who are saying, we've got to rebuild society. We've got to have crops. We've got to have people working together. We've got to have unity between, uh, between towns. And we've got to be able to, to live without killing each other with no rule of law. It, it, that that is that's right. I would fall into that category. I, I would not fall into the category of do what thou wilt. I would fall into the category of let's rebuild. Why? Because the dominion mandate is still the same. It doesn't matter if eighty percent of the population is wiped out. It doesn't matter if ninety five percent of the population is wiped out. If you have male and female, if you have men and women, your goal, your purpose is as God told us in the beginning to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Get back to work. That's what you do. Well, in this show, they have homosexuals in droves. Now, people are like, well, that's so mean you call them homosexuals like it's weird. Well, first off, if you're trying to rebuild and replenish the world, you're going to try to have to, you know, kind of have people that can procreate and replenish the world, not people that are not going to have anything to do with that. Because you would think statistically homosexuality would breed itself out. If you're born that way, it would breed itself out, right? Because no homosexuals are able to procreate if they continue in their method of unnatural sex. So why is it that we still have homosexuals if you're born with it? But I digress. But you see in these television shows this massive increase in characters. And it's not just on dystopian shows. It's on regular television shows. You've got transgenders. You've got homosexuals. You've got lesbians. And and they're in these programs because they're trying to make it culturally acceptable. They're trying to make it right. They're trying to make it funny. They're trying to make it completely fine. Nobody has any issues with this whatsoever. And what does that do? That speaks a message to our culture and to the generations that are coming after watching all of these programs. 
And that's why you have studies that show that one in six adults between the ages of 18 and 23 now identify as LGBTQ, P-U-K-E. The, the, so a recent Gallup survey finds that a number of Americans who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender has increased to 5.6%, up from 4.5%. In Gallup's previous update, based on 2017 data, the increase is primarily due to the rise in LGBTQ, uh, LGBT identification of younger generations, almost 1 in 10 millennials who are Americans born between 81 and 96, and 1 in 6 15.9% of uh, members of Gen Z born between 97 and 02 identify as LGBTQ. So t- almost 10, so you're looking at 9% and 16%. So you're looking at 24%. My math right there. 22%. 22% of people are now claiming that they are homosexual. And actually, the numbers continue to grow here. Uh, 3.8% of Gen X, so that's 4%, so that puts us at 26. Uh, Gen X, uh, 2% of baby boomers, that puts us at 28. 1.3% of traditionalists, so that puts us at 29.3%. Almost 30% of the population claims that they are uh, homosexual, bisexual, lesbian, gay, transgender, uh, questioning, whatever you want to call that. Now, that doesn't come just as a rash. Like, I mean, it's like a peanut allergy. All of a sudden, people have peanut allergies. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's like, a, like, a, like a trendy allergy. You know, everybody's got lactose intolerance. Everybody got something, there's, there's something wrong. Everybody's gluten-free. There's something wrong with everybody. And now, it, it, this is just like, oh, we know it's just homosexuality. It's just there. This is, we're 30%. What do, you, what do you expect? Well, wouldn't you ask the question, why is it all of a sudden that there is a massive jump in this particular identification? And it's because it's trendy. It's rebellious. These kids don't understand what a homosexual lifestyle is. They don't understand what what questioning is. They don't understand what transgenderism is. They, They don't understand any of this. Children, through television shows and through cartoons, children through music are being groomed as sexual Toys, sexual prizes. That's what it is. It's trendy. These studies will be there are really starting to come out because of this uh, this poll uh, popping out from Gallup. But we've seen this trend coming for some time because it is what makes them feel cool. It's what makes them feel accepted. It's what makes them feel as though they have a cause behind which they can unite. And that, that the, the civil rights movement that we had, people rallied behind that because it was a worthy cause. Now, people are rallying behind what they consider a worthy cause to make sure that a boy can dress like a girl and a girl can dress like a boy. But to be honest with you, don't they realize the contradiction in their understanding? If, if a man, like uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Levine is going to sit before the Senate dressed as a woman. Isn't that gender identifying? Hey, is it, if, if he is... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... 
Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Saying he's a woman. He's genderfying himself. Where are the social justice warriors? Where are those people who say you can't genderfy yourself and wear women's clothing and say that it's specifically women? Oh, goodness. Because their, their own contradictions destroy themselves. You're listening to Aaron Barker. This is The Breakdown. Right here on Mojo Five O. You can go to Mojo50.com and also listen to us on iHeartRadio 24-7 and engage in all of the fantastic programs that come on there. Not the least of which is the uh, the Defenders Live. I've been listening to them as well. Uh, I've been trying to. You know, there, there, there are a lot of shows on here, so I've been trying. I've been I've been playing uh, the the station, just just listening to it constantly, and uh, making myself aware of this. Uh, as a matter of fact, you can check out the Defenders Live. They come on weekdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Mojo Five O Radio, and uh, it's, it's just awesome. A collection of talent like this of people who are desiring to work for liberty and people who are desiring to move in the direction of speaking our minds regarding the cultural changes that we see on a daily basis. This, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're, not, we're not alone out there. One of the great things about this station here is that it lets you see you're not alone. You're not going to be by yourself. There, there are a lot of great intelligent things that are being spoken out there, and you can listen to that. Now, uh, one thing I'm very happy about here, now, here in Kentucky, I, I, I have, I, I'm really focused on local politics. You know, a lot of people talking about, uh, well, you know, 2024, 2022, all, the, we're, we're going see Trump, uh, uh, we're going to see Trump come back in 2024, and he's going to win the, the presidency. We're going to see a massive influx during these during these midterm elections. So much so that while Trump is scheduled to speak at CPAC, his followers, the, this, this firmly entrenched what I call, I mean, honestly, if, if, if I may be so bold, this, the, a Trump cult, where regardless of what he does, they can't criticize him. But they, and, and I'm not saying that these people are the same way, but it does kind of creep me out here when, when I... When I when I look at a golden statue made of Donald Trump being wheeled into CPAC, am I the only one that kind of creeps out? I hope I'm not the only one that kind of creeps out. Because if somebody rolled in, if somebody rolled in a golden statue of me, I'd be first, I'd say first off, where did you get that amount of gold? Because this is a lot of gold. Second, where did you get that amount of paint? I know. I I would be thinking, well, why are you rolling in a golden statue of me? 
but and I'll tell you what, uh, just before I, I move on here, I, I have a rather unpopular opinion, especially when it comes to our civil war statues uh, that we have across the United States and, and such. Now, if, if this a lot of I have heard some people get upset about this. I've heard some Christians, a small response to this, some Christians, some other people get upset about this. But if this Donald Trump statue were made out of, I don't know, copper, pewter, and it were erected in a, in a town square somewhere and uh, dedicated to this president. If this were carved into the side of a mountain somewhere, people wouldn't have a problem with it. The majority would be like, oh, you're just, you're just honoring a president. You're just honoring somebody. But the fact that it is made of gold, that's what has the liberals all up in arms. I am not a statue person. I don't care what you do with the statues. It doesn't bother me. Tearing down a statue does not make our history. It does not remove our history. It does not tear down our history. It does not. It, it, it does nothing to separate us from that history. So you would tear down a statue. I don't care. Let's go through the proper process and have it removed. It doesn't bother me at all. But the reason the liberals are so upset is because the Trump crowd still respects him, still follows him, and they are doing anything they can to honor them. And that's what makes the, the, the crowd on the liberal side very upset because there, there are statues of Bill Clinton, there are statues of previous presidents, and they would have no problem with them as long as they fall in their political affiliation and their guidelines. But I digress. Uh, the we've seen all these elections. The election night, the first thing people were talking about was, "Oh, we've got it. We got twenty twenty two coming. We've got twenty twenty four coming. We're we're going to win on the next election." It's always the next election. It's always the fundraising was already started the night of the election in twenty twenty to gather more money for the midterms and the following election. It had already started. My contention has been for years we can talk about what's going on in Washington we can we, we can definitely send correct politicians there we can vote for presidents that we want to go to wash absolutely I am not saying remove yourself from that process whatsoever what I am saying though what matters more than Washington is what happens at your state capitals that's what matters more than anything going on in anywhere else in the world, anywhere else in the United States, anywhere else, right in your state capital. That's what matters. Bills like this, there's an amendment uh, that is, was introduced by Savannah Maddox in the, United, uh, in, in, uh, uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky here. Uh, Savannah Maddox has been, I, I think, a real champion here when, when the majority of our state representatives, um, uh, like John Schickel and Damon Thayer, uh, they, don't, they don't do anything. I don't see anything being done. I see their names on bills that are absolutely disgusting. I see their names on bills, supporting bills that uh, that allow the governor to take ridiculous powers, uh, but I don't see him putting anything out there to talk to us, to talk to the constituency, to communicate with us. Savannah Maddox, she's in District 61, which is not even in my district here in Kentucky, has really been pushing for a, uh, a revamping in the emergency powers that were given to uh, Andy Bashir. She's really been pushing for a way to change What's going on in Frankfurt? One of the things that she's a part of is this amendment, which is being introduced, which I hope 
beyond hope actually goes through. I, 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 I doubt it will make it with this governor. But this amendment to the United States or to the Kentucky Constitution says it is proposed that a new section be added to the Constitution of Kentucky to be numbered as 26A and to read as follows. To protect human life, nothing in this Constitution shall be construed to secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. This is a fantastic Amendment to our Constitution here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, one for which I would vote, and I'm very particular about constitutional amendments, both nationally and here in my own Commonwealth. This type of amendment is one of those that would abolish, effectively abolish abortion, and we would not see this happen. We got our abortion clinics down to one operational abortion clinic during the time of Matt Bevan and while he was governor. They shut down. He, it was Matt Bevan. It was a Republican Congress and a Republican Senate here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky that shut down every opera, uh, operating abortion mill, abortuary, murder house, except for one. And when Andy Bashir became governor, you know what he did? He started opening them back up because, you know, liberal, because, you know, they care. They love people. So that's why they want to kill babies. But as soon as he took office, this happened. Now we have some guts. We have some teeth. We have some people calling for the abolishment of abortion. That is integrity. That's strength. That's the kind of battle we need to fight. I don't want to. I don't want to mitigate abortion. I'm tired of mitigating it. I'm tired of paying the pro-life movement to perpetuate the problem. I don't want the problem perpetuated. I want the problem gone. I want the problem eliminated. I want it completely abolished on a state and a national level. Abortion is a holocaust. It is murdering millions of innocent children. And what we don't see is the pro-life movement doing jack squat to stop it, only mitigate it, because they're no worse than the race peddlers like Jesse Jackson and L. Sharpton. When you get down to the nitty-gritty of the pro-life movement, guys like, like Mitch McConnell in the Senate, they laugh at Rand Paul. They laugh at Thomas Massey. They laugh at folks who say we want to abolish abortion. You know why? Because if abortion is abolished, how are you going to collect all that money to say you want to get rid of abortion? How are you going to be the pro-life voice if you can't get the money? (laughs) And the only way you get the money is if the problem and the evil is perpetuated. The same as racism. Racism does not exist in our country to the level it once did 60 years ago. It doesn't. And people are like, oh, you're so mean, you're so racist, Barker, you're white privilege. Well, if my if you say I have white privilege and that gives me the ability to, to tell the truth, I'm not even going to accept white privilege. It's stupid. There's, there's nothing about white privilege that is legit. But they have to perpetuate these problems because by perpetuating these problems they maintain their relevance and it is the same way with Jesse Jackson it is the same way with Al Sharpton 
It is the same way with Mitch McConnell. It is the same way with every pro-life politician that says they're in this because they want to save the lives of babies. That's what it all comes down to. They don't want to save the lives of babies. They need their constituency thinking that they want to save the lives of babies so that they can continue to take your money. All right, folks, that's the end of the first hour right here. We're going to come back when we do a lot more topics, a lot more information to cover. So stay with me right here on Mojo50.com. You're listening to The Breakdown, and I am Aaron Barker, dailybarkernews.com is the website. the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Patrick Foss. The FDA's endorsed a one-dose coronavirus vaccine from Johnson & Johnson. This is the third vaccine authorized for emergency use. Dr. Anthony Fauci calls them highly effective. Each of them are very effective against severe disease, and virtually all of them say that you look at the data and it's clear that you get essentially no hospitalizations or deaths. FDA advisors say the benefits of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine outweigh the risks, but new supplies of vaccine are needed to keep up with variants of the virus. Dr. Fauci says they're working on that. We will conduct a phase one study, which we will begin in mid March. Shipments of a few million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine could begin as early as Monday. Ed Donahue, Washington. President Biden is cheering House passage of his $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. We're one step closer to vaccinating the nation. We're one step closer to putting $1,400 in the pockets of Americans. We're one step closer to extending unemployment benefits for millions of Americans who are shortly going to lose them. Republicans have largely lined up against the legislation, attacking it as too large and wasteful. At CPAC, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo mocked President Joe Biden's recent assertion that America is back under his watch. Back to pallets of cash to the Ayatollah so he can build missiles that threaten us. Back to apologizing when Iranians tell our soldiers and sailors to take to their knees at gunpoint. Back to President Biden killing pipeline. As the system moves into the plains in Tennessee Valley, strong storms and flooding rain are possible over the next few days. Flood watches have been issued from Arkansas to West Virginia. As several rounds of rain will be moving through those areas. A wide swath of 2 to 5 inches of rain is expected from Texas to West Virginia. This is townhall.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. What would it take for you to go to mojo50solar.com? Mojo50solar.com is the place where you can find out just how much it will cost you to have a solar system installed at your house and how much you could save. Mojo50solar.com. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323. If you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. This is Aaron Barker, forging along right here on this beautiful day, the second hour of the program, asking the questions that get you kicked out of Bible study and sent to therapy on the new way to listen, which is simply by going to mojo50.com or checking us out on the 24-7 iHeartRadio stream. 24-7 radio, that's fantastic. Libertarian-minded, intelligent, freedom-thinking, forward-thinking radio, that's where you need to be. Uh, you, you know... Th- this the, this weekend has been pretty uh, pretty active, I guess you could say. I I have I, I've had I, I've had more exercise this weekend than I've gotten in a long time, which I need I need to do that. So I really I, I'm I'm not upset about it. I'm just feeling it now. 
that everything is kind of over. And the work still isn't over. I still have some other stuff I have to do. And I absolutely hate working on the Lord's Day. I hate it. You can call me a, a sabbatical. I'm, I'm not a sabbaticalist or anything. I, I'm, I, I don't focus on the Sabbath necessarily, but I do like to take at least one day where I give this sturdy frame a break, at least for a few minutes. But we will see whether or not uh, that does occur. So, folks, thank you so much again. Uh, if you want to go to mojo50.com, you can check out the show there. Also, a lot of other superb talent is housed there, too. You can also check out my website, dailybarkernews.com. It is there where you'll be able to get all the, my all of my musings, all the stories that I find of import or interest that I that I do cover on the program or I'm not able to cover on the program. So it's, you know, you pick or choose the stories you want to listen to. You can also jump on the podcast and subscribe to that as well so that you never miss an episode of The Breakdown. You know, yesterday, this all started a few weeks ago. With COVID shutting everything down, there have been a lot of vendor events or trade shows that have been postponed. People can't go to them. You know, they're usually indoors uh, when you go to these things uh, because uh, with it, or with the uh, uh, the issues of COVID and with the masks, you can't do much of these things inside. And then with social distancing and the, and these super spreader events where people get together, you know that that is also the same thing. So so we can't get together. So things have been busted up, broken up. It's it's not just churches that have been shuttered. It's any type of relational activities you can do. It's not just work. It's getting together in your living room. Uh, which, if you saw, Cuomo said that, oh, super spreader events in your living room, they should be stopped. So you can't hang out with your family. You can't chill with your family in the living room because that's now seen as a super spreader event. Right, whatever. Uh, a- anyway, so th- there were a couple local folks because of some of the, the leniency of the regulations, because they were saying that you had to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. But there were a th- there was a, a local uh, couple that decided they were going to do a vendor event. So my wife, she does a home-based business. So she wanted to do this vendor event, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, she's doing quite well online, but in, uh, just getting to know people, talking to people, reaching out to new customers, that's what it's all about learning and, and, and building relationships. You know, sales isn't just about selling a product. It's not just transactional sales. Anybody can sell a Coke. Anybody can sell a Mountain Dew. Anybody can sell a soda. It's, it's about relational sales, getting to know somebody, looking them in the eye, helping them understand your product better in person. Uh, and so she was asked to do this event and she thought it was a great idea. So I, and, and I did too. So she, you know, went through the process of getting everything necessary to do this, this event. It was really cool. I kind of geek out when it comes to office supplies anyway. I know know I'm a little bit of a nerd there. But I love, you know, like post-it notes and pens and pads of paper and staplers and all that stuff. I don't know. I just love my stapler. I'm I'm a nerd. Okay, I'm going to – I'll admit it. Everybody's got their weird thing. That's my weird thing. My my wife and I share a geeky love for office supplies. So she started buying these office supplies. You know, started buying these really cool banners that you would see uh, at – really professional places, really professional shows. So she she purchased all this stuff, got it up, and she did a really great job. Uh, and she's very detail-oriented. She's very type A. I'm very type B. So we, we work, we, we kind of work perfectly with one another in, in that regard. Um, 
And uh, she she got all this stuff ready. She planned out how her tables were going to look. She planned out what products were going to be where. She went through uh, her Squared app and she put in, she did an inventory of every single product she owned. She broke it down from products into the type of product, like the, the different variations of color. If there were If there was glitter in a certain product, then she would put a glitter product so you can now break it down to how many of a certain color style that she sold. Awesome statistics. Awesome for reporting as well. So, I mean, it was great. I was just so impressed by how much she did to prepare for this event and what she did to make herself and this product stand out. So I, and, and I was very proud of uh, for her for, for doing that. So so we, we the event was on Saturday, but we went on Friday because we were able to to get set up before. And she really wanted to get there. She wanted to do it Friday because she knew that this was our first event that we'd ever done. And she had a lot of stuff. So she wanted to get there early to make sure that everything was just right set up and that we didn't have to worry about any of it on Saturday. And surprisingly, not, not a lot of people did that. You know, it's all, you know, a few people come in, but not everybody did that on Friday night. So we get there Friday night, we go up, and, 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 and I'm in thinking of my head, okay, so I'm the logistic guy, I'm the muscle, I'm the donkey, I'm the dude that's going to carry everything, right? And I'm thinking there's, you know, a large space here. Uh, and then and there was. And I, I don't want in any way for this to, to, to sound demeaning to the people who put this on because they, they did a fantastic job. The, when I got there, I realized... My wife says, well, you know, it, it's on the third floor. And I'm like, ooh, the third floor. Well, they're going to have an elevator. <laughs> you know, it's a, they have to have an elevator for handicapped people and for fat people like me. So I, I, there's an elevator there. It was perfectly fine. So I'm like, okay, third floor doesn't really matter. Just, you know, getting the stuff on the elevator and loading up. So we, we take a load up. She carries a light load. I carry a semi-light load up to the elevator. We get over to the to the place where it's set up. And I'm like, all right, sweetie, you, you go ahead and you just start, you know, planning things out. They're going to give us a table. and We're going to, we brought our own tables. You start planning things out. I'm going to go down and get everything else. So as we walk out, uh, and I'm about to get on the elevator. We're told, hey, wait a second. The elevator is broken. And I'm, <laughs> okay, now this is, this situation has gone from being perfectly fine to, holy crap, how am I going to do this? And we're like, wait a second, what? There's, the elevator's broken. Okay. Well, my wife, you know, she's got, she didn't need to be trekking up and down three flights of stairs, uh, six flights of stairs to the third floor. She's got to go get set up. So I'm like, you go take care of that, sweetheart. I'll, I'll go get our stuff. So I commence on finding out just how much stuff I had. I loaded it in the van when we left the house, but for some reason, putting it in the van on a level, on a level playing surface, and then looking at what you have, realizing you have to ascend three flights of stairs on a frame that was not meant to ascend three flights of stairs over or six flights of stairs over and over again was absolutely terrifying. So, but, but I just, I, I gotta, I gotta get the stuff up to my wife. So I just started, you know, just carrying stuff and it was so it just the the awkwardness of carrying the boxes was one thing because you couldn't carry too much because if you carried too much you you would burn yourself out but you also couldn't carry too little because you would burn yourself out uh, you know so the first trip up there I thought I was going to die 
And I get up to the top and I'm sweat pouring down off of me. I look like I'm going to pass out. My face, my, my, my heart is thumping. My face is flush. My ears are popping. I'm sweating profusely. And people are like, oh, you all right? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. So anyway, I, I get the, the second trip on this thing. And then graciously, there's a young man there. Uh, who was on, he's, this guy was 6'3", and he was in the eighth grade. Yeah, and he was there for to help out with some with some hours. So I'm like, oh, well, dude, he's like, do you need help? Yes, I need help. You're a savior. So we end up taking the last few items up there, up the, up the flight, and the young man was very helpful. And then since the stair, since the elevator was broken, there were other people that needed assistance with carrying other stuff up. And I realized just how much they had bringing up because, you know, some other folks did come and they did begin uh, setting up their stands as well. But all in all, it was it, it was a terrifying experience looking at those stairs. As a matter of fact, just thinking about the stairs right now, my heart's starting to beat. I'm getting palpitations. My, my palms are getting sweaty. Uh, but I was thinking about this the whole time we were there on Friday night. I'm like, my goodness, this elevator can't go out tomorrow. It cannot go out tomorrow. If it goes out tomorrow. And, and I know that I should have been thinking about the customers first. But I was thinking, oh, my gosh, if this elevator goes out tomorrow, how am I going to get all this stuff down there? Because other people are going to have to take their stuff down. They're not going to stop and be able to help me. And I totally understand that. But the main thing was the customers. We want to make sure the guests could easily get up there and could easily visit and, 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 and you know, frequent the vendors who were there, which they, they ended up doing. The, the elevator, the guy came out well, Friday, uh, Friday evening, the, the owner of the, of the building came out Friday evening and he was able to get it fixed rather quickly. You know, as soon as everybody that needed my help was done and as soon as everybody's boxes and containers full of 500 pounds of something they were selling were done being carried up the stairs, hey, then the landlord shows up and fixes the elevator, which was fantastic. Great. Uh, but anyway, look, folks, you're listening to The Breakdown right here on Mojo Five O, And I, I just want to give a quick plug here to uh, to someone I have not had the opportunity to meet yet, but someone I want to meet because I've been listening to a show throughout the week. And that's uh, Watson Prunier. He is a uh, hosts a show on Mojo Five O in the morning, 7 a.m., Monday through Friday. And what I've heard on his show I really like the content. What what I look for when I'm listening to a radio show is how am I going to grow at the end of that show? Have, have I learned something new? Uh, or am I just listening to someone go through a wine fest for an hour or three hours or however long their show is? I want I want to learn something. I want to be challenged. I want to be I want to be uh, rocked on my feet. I want people to say question it. I want I want to learn something. And I've done that with Watson's show throughout this week. I've listened to it. I'm like, wow, well, Watson, this is really good. So I really like it. The show's Battle for Freedom comes on Mojo Five O. You can also listen to that on uh, iHeart.com, Spreaker, Facebook, Twitter. He's on Battle for Freedom, Battle the Number Four Freedom.com, and he is a he's of course is a believer in Jesus Christ. He has a very solid foundation, and I and I really appreciate his program. And he was also one of the first shows I heard push mine because it was in the morning uh, the next day after uh, we were uh, after we agreed that I was going to be able to be on the network here on Mojo Five O. So uh, Watson, uh, I'm looking forward to working with you, brother, and also very excited to uh, hear your show coming up this week as well. So check that out on mojo50.com. Battle for Freedom, 7 a.m., 
Monday through Friday. You know, after all of the, all was said and done, once we got the the everything set up on Friday night, uh, we, we we stepped back and we looked at what my wife had had done, and and really she she did the entire setup. She's very particular about how she wants stuff, and and it looked like I was a schmutz because I, I, I'm sitting there in my <laughs> sitting there at a table in this in this room, and these other people were coming in, and here my wife is just working away, chugging away. Now I had offered her, I had offered to help set things up but she's like no i i got this and it wasn't like she was being a jerk she was just like no i, I got it i know where i want stuff and, and that's how she is i knew that but i still offer you know is there anything i can do you know and i did some moving some boxes for getting them you know put under tables and and fixing things like that N- nothing major she did all the design well we got done we stepped back and looked at it and it was you know it was it was really a massive setup and she started feeling really self-conscious because some of the other folks only had like one or two tables set up and and it was kind of a smaller scaled down version and she was like you know oh my gosh i'm, I'm worried about this i'm 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 worried that you know people are think i'm doing too much i'm 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 worried that that people will think i'm you know upstaging them i just i don't want people to to feel bad and she's a very sweet lady so when she does those things it's not like this is not false modesty this is not her fishing for compliments she genuinely is concerned cuz i am married honestly to an angel of a woman and she is genuinely concerned about other people. She's like, I don't want them to think that I'm upstaging or trying to upstage and then not invite me back or for them to feel like they're, you know, I just, I don't want any of that. You know, and of course my job as I'm, uh, as, as, as we're talking, you know, through, through the night on the way home, as, as I'm trying to still calm my heart rate down and not die, uh, you know, and have my third heart attack of the evening. Uh, and I'm just, you know, calling me, baby, don't worry about this. Everything's fine. Your, your space is great. This is what they gave you. You know, when people walk in, this will be fantastic. It's, you're going to be awesome. Th- things are fine. On Saturday morning, we, we get up. You have to be there early to make sure we're there for the guests, of course. And uh, on the way to the vent, she, you know, she, she begins again. She's like, you know, I've just been thinking about it, you know, about the, the size. I just don't want to be, um, you know, an encroachment on anybody else. And, and I told her, I was like, look, and, and I did it in my best, did it in my best mansplaining voice I could put on. I, I, I changed my tone and spoke slower and began to explain to her in a way that a woman would understand it. I, I I told her, I was like, look, babe, you have a standard for your business. You have a standard for your product, right? So when you go someplace, you are conveying this standard, right? If you go someplace and somebody else comes in with a mediocre display and they look over at you and they go, oh my gosh, look at her. Like, well, she's just a show up. She's just wanting to show everybody up. She just, if they come in with that attitude, then that's not your fault. Don't let them hold you back by their mediocrity. Because now what you're doing is, they, you may have those complainers, you may have those people like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing all that. But then you also have those people going, my goodness, look at how excellent she is treating her guests. Look at how fantastic her setup is. Look how awesome what she did is. What is that going to do? Hopefully what that's going to do is that's going to cause those other vendors, if they haven't already, to elevate, to up their game, to go from mediocre to excellence because in this culture we are afraid to pursue excellence we're just too scared 
to pursue excellence, to say that we're good at something. We're just too afraid to reach beyond our limits and try. And there's several reasons why. But think about what happens there. If somebody comes in, they see the, 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 the strong woman that has created a fantastic display. And then they think, she can do it. I'm going to do that too. So then they begin to make their displays better. They begin to make their customers experience uh, for their guests better. And you know what happens? You've elevated the game of those other businesses, those other people who are selling a product. You've made them up their game and think, you know what? I want to do better. I want to do more. And now because they are doing better and they are doing more, their customer is getting an elevated and better experience. So you bring the excellence. You bring the elevation of this product. You bring the elevation of individuals so that we all take a step up. That, that, that's the way that we have to do things. That's the way you impact folks. And there's lessons in that. There's lessons for, for, for this in life, in everything. It's, it's not just about trade shows. When you go to work, people get mad because you work hard, and they say, well, that guy's just trying to show off. He's just trying to suck up. He's a brown noser. You know what? You can say all of those comments that you want to say, but I'm upping the game. I'm elevating the game. It's not just because I want to do well at work. It's not just because I want to make, uh, uh, make myself a better person. I have a different reason to elevate myself. I have a different reason to bring myself to a higher game. And that is simply because my, my desire for excellence supersedes whether or not an employer thinks that I'm a good employee. It, it supersedes whether or not my manager thinks that I'm going to be promoted. It supersedes whether or not your coworkers are going to think that you are a suck-up or a know-it-all because I'm not working for the recognition of man because whatever we do, we're supposed to do heartily. We're supposed to do with excellence as if the Lord is our boss. We do things for the Lord. We don't do things for our man. Now, you know, but, but think about this, though. Think about the benefit if I have set my standards so high that I'm working as if the Lord is my boss, everybody's going to benefit. Because if I'm working to show just how awesome Christ is and how fantastic he is, that, ladies and gentlemen, elevates others. Because I realize that I've been given gifts to do certain things and others have been given gifts to do certain things. And when I work those out to fantastic ends to glorify the Lord... Everybody is going to benefit from that. See? And, you know, so many people, again, are afraid to pursue excellence because they don't want to make others feel bad. They work because they don't want to, uh, they, they, they don't want to make other people feel left out. Like, look, I understand elevating others, but we don't curtail what we do so that others feel better about their level of performance. So don't work to a point where somebody else's mediocrity drags you down to their level. 
work to where your work ethic and your excellence and everything you bring to the game elevates everyone else around you. And that, that, that's really the, and, and it works with any other situation. It works in any of these goals. And it's, imagine a society based on a group of folks who were working to ensure that they do great things. Not just for their own selves, but for everyone. You're listening to The Breakdown. My name is Aaron Barker right here on Mojo50.com. Think about that this week because this is the first day of the week. Think about that this week. We, we have been given such a great honor and such a great privilege. We, and there are plenty of stories that, that, that we'll be discussing that show us just how much the elite and how much the politicians are trying to take away the rights that were invested in us because we are human beings. We have intrinsic value. We are created with intrinsic value. That's what intrinsic value means for everybody out there. We have that. It's in us. It's built in us. So when people try to strip that away from us, when people try to take it away from us, it discourages. It hurts. It makes us feel like, you, 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 know, you think I'm, I'm worthless. There's nothing that I can do. I can't make myself any better. I can't make myself grow beyond what I'm doing because you are stopping me from growing, growing by curtailing my rights. But we still, even though we live in a country where our rights are being stripped away, we're still experiencing better situations right now than people on the other side of the world. People in other countries who are battle-worn, who are, who are battle-weary, who are torn up, who are hurt, who are pained, who are attacked constantly, who are maligned because of who they are, where they were born, and who their parents were. We here in the United States of America still have the greatest privilege to affect any kind of change, and that is very, very encouraging to us. And we should focus on that this week. So think this week, how can I pursue excellence so that I don't only elevate myself and work heartily as unto the Lord as if he were my boss, as if he were sitting in the office next to me, because little tip, he is with you, so just so you know. What other ways can I find? What other things can I do? Where can I fix? Where can I improve? Where can I work? Where can I show my appreciation to the Lord because of what he is doing for me? And then how can I show that to other people? Our job is to make Christ look awesome to everybody else around us because if God has treated us with graciousness and kindness and he's forgiven us of our sins and he's washed us clean and cleansed us of our past lives and past unrighteousness, then ladies and gentlemen, that should be something for which we are grateful and that we show every day of our lives as a way to work towards him and glorify him and magnify him. Why? Because he is good and we are not. Look, folks, plenty of more program left to discuss today. Again, going to get into a lot of different uh, stories here, especially about Merrick Garland and his view of the United States of America, as well as some horrible understandings of scripture coming out of Tennessee. So stay right here with us on The Breakdown, mojo50.com. 
Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. In 1786, George Washington wrote a letter to Robert Morris, and here's an excerpt. I can only say that there is not a man living who wishes more sincerely than I do to see a plan adopted for the abolition of slavery. Battle for Freedom is about triggering change one heartbeat at a time to free well-meaning Americans. Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. on Mojo Fiber Radio. Battle for Freedom. Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, old-style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case a $50 value yours free the feather chair the world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as $16 a month sorry no medicare or insurance accepted so call right now to order yours 800-823-5826 800-823-5826 that's 800-823-5826 what would it take for you to go to Mojo50Solar.com? Mojo50Solar.com is the place where you can find out just how much it will cost you to have a solar system installed at your house and how much you could save. Mojo50Solar.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. because I know it's torquing off some of the uh, Super Bowl Illuminatis that, that that focus on the Super Bowl every year. Is is it wrong of me that I'm doing that just to kind of poke the bear? And, and not, not that I don't believe that. I believe there's a, a massive amount of imagery that we see coming out of the, of the Super Bowl every year. But just play in the weekend. Just, it just I'm sorry, This I like the song. Is that so wrong to like this song? If it is, then I'm wrong. And I feel so good. Welcome back to the breakdown, everybody on Mojo Five O. Oh man, I tell you, 
I, I did watch the uh, the internet or the Super Bowl show. I do watch those every year, and I watch those. I suffer through most of those simply because I want to see the imagery that's being done, and I want to see how they're trying to convey and use that mind control on us, which is being perpetrated on us every day. It doesn't have to be through the Super Bowl shows. It doesn't have to be uh, necessarily through uh, the television that we that, that we've seen evolve since you know well, since the television came on the air. The flicker rates of the old televisions, and then the themes that they presented in children's cartoons back in the 80s and the television themes they presented through the 90s and, and into the 2000s. Like we talked about earlier, the reason we see so many folks that have gender dysphoria is because they're seeing all of these things displayed in our culture. And it, it happened on television, but the mind control that they're doing just does, it doesn't just stop their television. It goes into the music. It also goes into what we see happening in Washington, what we hear happening uh, on social media, Twitter and Facebook and how they control our thoughts and control what we think and what we express. That is mind control. When you're told you can't do certain things because society frowns upon them, they're controlling your mind. They're controlling your thoughts. They're controlling your actions. They're controlling how you interpret things. That's exactly what they're doing and exactly why they are doing it. Uh, case in point, Merrick Garland is the pick for the attorney general here in the United States of America. He's the one that Joe Biden is uh, is pushing to be his pick of uh, the, uh, of the uh, attorney general. Now, in his testimony this past week, he said some very disturbing things, if, if I'm being uh, quite honest, which is I, I can't be anything other than honest. <laughs> I'm honest, Dave. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that honest. I, you, you watch these things, which are boring as all get out. And I, I watch them, I view them, I follow them so that you don't have to, and then I interpret for you. The terrible things that happened there. So you have Merrick Garland. He's testifying in front of the Senate, Senate committee about his uh, approval or his um, his becoming the attorney general. And he begins to talk about the dangers that we see in society today, which are based specifically and solely on what? Domestic terrorism. Now, whenever somebody says domestic terrorism, uh, whenever somebody talks about the biggest problem being domestic terrorism, I want you to hear in the back of your mind Don Lemon on CNN telling Andrew Cuomo that the biggest problem facing America today is radicalized white men and white supremacy. So hear that. That is what they are conveying. That is what they are saying is that we as white men are the ones who are the biggest threat. You know, for, for, forget about ISIS. For, 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 forget about uh, any kind of sleeper cells we have over here. For, forget about uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter who are actually doing things in the streets, who are actually destroying our country in the streets. Forget about them, folks. It's white men. White, radicalized males. And it will be also Christians. The Mayak Report tells us this. Came out 12 years ago, uh, 13 years ago. And and in the Mayak Report, they they outlined people that were Ron Paul supporters. People that had uh, Gadsden flags, paid with cash, wore blue jeans. You... You do these things, you're considered a terrorist. You support Ron Paul, you're a terrorist. You're a domestic extremist. You hold to a literal interpretation of the Bible. If you carry uh, 
a constitution, you're a terrorist. Uh, but Merrick Garland wa- was a, a, a an especially egregious attack on freedom uh, this past week because everyone who's paying attention, j- j- back up here, just everybody who's paying attention to what's going on knows that when definitions begin to conflict and harm a globalist cause, and that could be Republican or Democrat. The deep state knows no political affiliation. The elitists know no political affiliation, none whatsoever. When definitions conflict, you just simply change them. You just change them. Yeah, the, 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 the transgender issue transsexual issue. That was the transsexuals. You used to be a transvestite, a transsexual. Now you're a transgender. Why? Because sex means biology. Gender means feelings. So you just change the word. Mayor Garland, in talking about the attacks on courthouses in Portland, Oregon, and the Black Lives Matter and Antifa attacks we've seen around the nation, he said that he doesn't view those as domestic terrorism. He he doesn't. And he says, he says, my own definition, which is about the same as the statutory definition, he says, is the use of violence or threats of violence in an attempt to disrupt the democratic process. Hold the phone. Pause the game. That is not the statutory definition of domestic terrorism. It's not even the definition of terrorism, of domestic terrorism, of the domestic assault. And it doesn't even go by what the FBI.gov has on their website, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen. It says that an act of domestic terrorism, just a moment, An act of domestic terrorism, they say, is an act that is perpetrated against a nation from people within it. Involves acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state appear to be intended to intimidate or to coerce a civilian population to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. His definition is part of the definition, but it is not the only definition. It involves acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any states appear to be intended to intimidate or to coerce a civilian population. The problem here is Merrick Garland's definition is way too defined. It's way too sharp. He is using just one part of the definition for his So he's saying that what Antifa and Black Lives Matter are doing up there in Portland, Oregon are are not domestic terrorism because they attacked the courthouse at night when nobody was there. You think I'm joking. He says, so an attack on a courthouse while in operation trying to prevent judges from actually deciding cases, that plainly is domestic extremism, domestic terrorism. He continues, an attack 
simply on a government property at night or any other kind of circumstance is a clear crime and a serious one and should be punished. And I don't know enough about the facts of the example you're talking about. Wait a moment. You don't know enough about the facts of one of the most egregious uprisings of terrorism, of domestic terrorism in the United States, and you want to become the attorney general. This is already bad news. This is already offensive news. You don't even know about it. The two issues here first is that Merrick Garland is changing his definition so that Black Lives Matter and Antifa get a pass. But who falls under this? Who falls under his definition of trying to disrupt the democratic process, of trying to stop officials from engaging in their required duties? What falls under that definition? Well, the most horrible attack on our country since 9-11. The insurrection on January 6th. The, the insurrection on January 6th. That makes me so angry to hear that defined as that when it clearly wasn't an insurrection. But we continually see, we continually see their attempt to change the definitions. We attempted to, we see their attempt to change what's going on so that they can fit what they're trying to say into the narrative. Yeah, I know Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they are not ladies and gentlemen, they are not a terrorist organization. But they, but the ones who go against the White House, they are the ones who are terrorists. You know, and the, the other fearful part about this, as we see Merrick Garland trying to redefine the words in front of the Senate, he is using this very distinct, and one simple part of the definition to frame the debate around Black Lives Matter just simply being an organization that is that is tired of being uh, oppressed. So they have every right to stand up. They have every right to fight. But the people who show up at the White House, they're the ones who are the terrorists. The other flip side of this is that the FBI's definition is so broad, it's, it bypasses the, the narrowness of, of, uh, of the other definition, and it steps to the point of everything that is done. Anything that is done that involves an act, an act dangerous to human life or a violation of criminal laws of the United States or of any state is considered an act of terrorism. So if you buy marijuana, that's considered an act of terrorism? If you jaywalk, that's considered an, an act of terrorism? So they can just say that you're a terrorist regardless of whatever it does. So let's say you decide you want to continue to have business and you keep your business open when the government says you have to shut it down. Let's say that a church decides it's not going to shut down its counseling program or its church services, its worship services, or its outreach to the community. Are they now considered a domestic terrorist because their laws, because they're, they're violating the criminal laws of their state? Is this intended to curtail the activity of Christian organizations and churches? No, of course it is. It's always moving down that list. They're always going down that list. 
to change that. They're they're granting the the Department of Homeland Security is granting seventy seven million dollars to fight against domestic terrorism. Do you know what happens when you devote that much money to fight against a problem that you create? You're going to spend it fighting against a problem to justify continual influx of that money to your organization. Simple as that. Hey, we, yeah, the, the See Something, Say Something online act. This, this is different from the DHS See Something, Say Something from 06, 07. This is an online act. This is, I'm sure, where the $77 million is also going to go to combat domestic violent extremism, where now if you own a website of any kind, it could be a website about food preparation. It could be a website about home goods. It could be a website about crocheting or knitting. It could be a website about cell phone cases or printer paper. It could be a website about social organizations. If you have that website and somebody makes a comment in the comment section and that comment turns out to link to something that caused a violent uh, backlash or some type of violent activity or criminal activity, you as a company will now be liable for what that person said in your comments section. It's a huge thing they're going to use against Facebook and Twitter and uh, because Facebook and Twitter and MeWe and Parler and Gab, all, all of those alternate ones that have come up against Facebook and Twitter, they're trying to find ways to attack them. But they're also find, trying to find ways to continually keep everybody on a Stasi watch or a Stasi-like watch where they're viewing their neighbors. What are my neighbors doing? You're reading all the comments sections. Because here's what you have to do with the See Something, Say Something uh, online act. You have to report that comment if you don't report that comment and it turns out to lead to something violent you are in trouble so you see something that peaks you know it just throws off a little red flag or radar you're like oh, oh no what, what what happens if that does i'm gonna report that just to be safe because i love my country bull you want to keep your website and your company protected but they say they say they're going to report these things and that you must report those things because if you don't, you're going to be responsible for the actions. What does this do? Well, $77 million of it is creating another department to funnel in and listen to all of these or read all of these submissions. And where do these submissions come from? They come from the companies. Uh, where else do they come from? They come from Stasi Karens who are scouring social media comments and scouring social media posts and looking at the comment sections of websites and reporting anonymously, mind you, anybody who says something different than what they agree with. See something, say something online act. $77 million to go to combat domestic violent extremism. Folks, this is the same thing that is happening and has been happening for decades. They're just sharpening the pencil, changing the name, changing the definition, and will now use different approaches for different generations to make sure everyone is reported. And this is a dangerous thing that we're falling into. And this is why we have to stop and why we have to fight against these egregious attacks against our nation. You're listening to The Breakdown right here on Mojo50.com. You know, I, I think I want to stop. I think I want to get off the train now. The Muppet Show is being deemed as offensive 
uh, deemed as having offensive content by Disney. That, that's that's right. So we, we've had in the past week, The Muppet Show is now going to be a, a, available to adults only on Disney+. Plus. That it's also going to have a, uh, a disclaimer on it that says the program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes are wrong then and are wrong now. So against what culture is it demeaning? Um, what type of Muppet is it offending? Is it Ralph? Is it offensive to pigs because it makes pigs seem like precocious little prissy pants? Is it offensive against amphibians? Does it genderfy Fozzie? Uh, I, I mean, does it, does it uh, overplay the relationship between Camilla and Gonzo? What, who is being offended? Is it the chef? Is he offensive? This is what our world's coming to. Where now we're looking at the Muppets. And you watch some of those old shows, old movies. They have these these disclaimers in front of them, where they where, where certain cultures are depicted in negative light, and they got to tell you all about it. Being against racism is one thing. Now you have to be hateful towards everyone or anyone who isn't hateful against racism, as if. As if you don't, as if it's not good enough to to hate racism, you've got to label everything racism now. That's what it's leading to. It's leading to this. You know, a guy in Canada was attacked in a, in a, this is the type of hateful dichotomy that we're seeing. We're seeing a hateful dichotomy against people who, who are not anti-racist enough. We're seeing a dichotomy against people who are not maskers. We're seeing a dichotomy which, which says vaxxers are bad and anti-vaxxers are worse. It's just a fight constantly. There was a man in Canada who was assaulted and tackled by people because he wasn't wearing a mask in Canada. So how is it safe? If you're supposed to say six feet apart, you're wearing a mask, but you attack a guy who isn't wearing a mask. How does this make you or anybody else safe? The employees forcefully assaulted and arrested, Cody Fingers, a customer who was not wearing a mask. You see what's happening? You're not racist enough. You're not a you're not anti-racist enough. You're not anti-COVID-19 enough. It just continues, folks. It just continues. Uh, well, here, here's uh, here, here's this story. Now, th- this is the crux of where mo- the majority of our things uh, are are falling because without a. And I was asked this the other night on Izzo's show when I was on there regarding. Uh, he, he was told he, he's been inter- interviewed by somebody. I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, uh, Sink. Sink Unger, I think, from uh, the Young Turks, uh, where it was asking him how, how he could be a Christian and not and, and give up logic and reason. Well, the, the question isn't how can you be a Christian and give up logic and reason. The question is how can you have or claim to possess logic and reason and not be a Christian? Because honestly, without logic, without reason, or without the Word of God, rather, uh, logic and reason are completely thrown out the window. You need an an objective word of God which tells us and shows us exactly right and wrong. Not just simply not just simply gives us a suggestion based on uh, certain cultures, but tells us right and wrong. That's where the word of God comes in. But a progressive quotey fingers, progressive church in Nashville says that the Bible isn't the word of God, the Bible isn't inerrant, and it isn't infallible. 
the, the misnomer here that this is a progressive church is completely anti-intellectual. There is nothing progressive about a society that goes behind where we currently are. It's not progressive. It's regressive. The organization calls itself Grace Point Church. It's led by a guy named Josh Scott. Posted a a message uh, on the 7th of February on Facebook, and he delivered uh, called What is Progressive Christianity? Now, here is, here is his description. He says, as progressive Christians, we're open to the tensions and inconsistencies in the Bible. Show me the inconsistencies in the Bible. Uh, we know that it, uh, no, sorry, that, that was my interjection. He, his quote continues. We know that it can't live up to impossible modern standards, end quote. Oh, gosh. It can't live up to impossible modern standards. Meaning what, Mr. Scott? You mean standards that we place upon the Bible, which are totally foreign to Scripture itself? He says, we strive to more clearly articulate what Scripture is and isn't. He says, the Bible isn't the Word of God. It's not self-interpreting. It is not a science book. It is not an answer rule book. It is not inerrant or infallible. He says, the Bible is a product of community, a library of texts, a multivocal, a human response to God, living and dynamic, it continued. But folks, we don't accept, we don't put ourselves as a judge over the word of God, right? We don't, when we read the word of God, we don't say, well, here's what I think about this text. Here's what I think about what the Bible is teaching. Because honestly, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel about the Bible We are to receive the Bible as the word of God, as it is delivered to us. So any of these standards, these so-called standards or uh, modern uh, scrutinies under which the Bible is placed are really an insult to the character and nature of God. I'm I'm not saying we can't question things. I'm not saying we can't wrestle with things. I'm not saying we don't have issues. Absolutely, you have those, and you bring those to a point, but you have to understand that when you bring those to to the word of God, you don't make the word of God bow down to your understanding or interpretation. It's not open for that. It's not a, a document that is malleable where you can change things or change meanings or anachronistically read back into text and create new doctrines or new understandings. The Bible was delivered to us by God, and being delivered to us by God means that we receive that as it has been given to us, and we accept that as it has been given to us, and we trust that God is good and that he would not deliver us something that is a lie or something that is improper. See, when he talks about these modern standards, he's talking about what science claims to know now. He talks about what we claim to know through archaeology or what we claim to know by our own human experience. And by, and by, by devaluing the word of God and making it as a text or a product of community, a library of texts from many different people, which it is. It is a book written over a period of 1,500 years by over 40 different authors. But that does not mean that we, because in in this text, what he is saying here is that this Bible that we have delivered to us from from God himself, 
is subject to the community. It is subject to their culture. It is subject to their standards. Well, what does that mean? It means that now we can do the same thing. Can, can we write our own Bible? Can we do our own stuff? Can we make up our own doctrines? Can we make up our own cultural understandings of things and just write it in a book and say, this is our Bible now, and now everybody must bow down to that? Everybody must listen to that? The Bible is, is very clear. Even itself says, even itself says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you know what that means? That means that every word that God has breathed out and given to us is exactly given to us the way God wants it to be delivered to us. And we're not the judge of the word of God. And when we place ourselves as it, we run into these all these confusing times. That's why people are confused about what their sexual identity is. That's why people are confused about what true monetary policy is. That's why people are confused about what marriage is. That's why people are confused about who they are in their sexual identities. That's why people are confused about why there is an issue with men being with young boys. That's why there is so much confusion that we have in this world because we've departed from the very words of God. And when we depart from the very words of God, we are outside of his interpreted will for us, which means that we are in the wrong. And there's no amount of sermons that can change that. There's no amount of work that can change that. There's no amount of rewriting that can change that. We can't technically, we can't quotey fingers fix that. The problem that most of these folks face is that they know if they accept God's word as God's word, now they are subject to the teachings of God's word. And we're in a society now where you can just change whatever you want to whenever you want it, however you want it. You can just change how things are done because you don't like it and you don't understand it or you don't want it to be done because now it constricts you in your freedom. It's all about rebellion, which goes back to the first sin of Satan himself. Satan was a liar from the beginning and he wanted the worship that was coming to God. So if, with the worship that was coming to God, Satan wanted to usurp that authority and take it from his own and rather God cast him out of heaven. Jesus said he beheld him cast out of heaven like a bolt of lightning. He stood up against the almighty God of the universe and he thinks he's going to get away with it. And the same thing with us. We stand up and th put our th thumb in the, in the eye of God thinking that he is not going to say anything to us or thinking he won't do anything because of that. Folks, we are sadly, horribly and terribly mistaken because God will not have us rebelling against him. Even though he's a patient, long-suffering, loving God, our rebellion against him will not go unanswered or unchecked. And that's why, folks, today is the day of salvation. Today is the time when you hear the gospel that if we repent of our sins and put our trust in Christ, he will forgive us of all our sins. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So do that today. Thank you all so much for the opportunity to speak to you and the opportunity to be on mojo50.com. Go to break, go to the barkerdailynews.com for more from this and the podcast. And until next time, folks, make Christ supremely valuable.
This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. 